Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is episode 56, and this sucker is called Moving from the Why to the What. Moving from the Why to the what. And I'm going to talk about that a little more deeply, but first let me just explain. Let me say a couple of things. Number one, while my spirits are running high, and they almost always are, you can probably hear from the sound of my voice that I sound like Marge from the corner bar who's been drinking too many beers and adult beverages and smoking Pall Malls unfiltered, Camels unfiltered <laughs> for way too many years. So I just want to rest assured that I've been keeping an eye on my symptoms. I do not believe that I have any kind of COVID-19 thing, although I have something. I have something. So I'm keeping an eye on my symptoms. Um, so that's why I sound a little funny. I might have to pause if I need to hack and cough a little bit. I'll try not to do it in your ears. Um, but here's the deal. But the way things are right now, you know, I have a few, I have a few episodes in the can of um, guests and stuff that I've already interviewed. Um, but I really just felt like I wanted to connect directly with my community um, to spread a little love, um, a little lightness, you know, a little joy, um, just from my heart to yours, to my loyal listeners and to all of you out there who support the show. I appreciate you guys more than you know. And so it just felt appropriate. So my sweetie was like, you have to do a show today, go lay down. Because <laughs> again, like I said, my spirits are high, uh, but my body is, is a little low right now. So um, I'm feeling achy. I'm tired. Um, I sound kind of like crap, although it's kind of fun. <laughs> but I just want to bang this sucker out, and then I'm going to go rest for a little bit. Take a little nappy. KK needs a nap. Oh, my God. But I wanted to dive into this because I think it's really important. Okay. So as you guys know, um, as a spiritual mentor, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a lot of things. I'm a writer. I'm a speaker, I'm a storyteller, I'm a yoga teacher, I'm a gateless writing teacher and facilitator. I mean, I do a bunch of stuff, okay? <laughs> but I'm a spiritual mentor. This is, this is the assignment I have right now, and this is how I make my, my living and my livelihood and help keep a roof over our head and stuff, right? So in this work that I do with my clients, you know, um, I have um, some very particular things in my process that I use. And, and this is one of those little tools. This is one of those helpful things that I'm just kind of sharing with you guys called moving from the why to the what. And so much of this process is about learning to shift our mind, right? This is mind training. So much of spiritual work um, isn't so much about becoming stuff. It's really more about removing the obstacles to love. But a lot of it is diligence, determination, discipline, devotion, daily, on the daily, of shifting our mind from a thought system of fear and moving it to a thought system of love, to relinquishing this old conditioned ego thought system. And instead, stepping into our birthright, the true 
the true language, the true teacher, the true um, thought system, which is of spirit, which is of love. And so part of this work is moving the mind, shifting the mind from what I would call the fear, the why, why me, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me, right? To the what, to where the love is, where the answers are, where the light is, where the help is, right? Where the, where the um, I would say, like um, the enlightenment is, the knowledge, right? Moving our mind from the fear, why is this happening to me, to the love, what, what is this teaching me? So I'm just going to say it just like this, in moving our mind from why is this happening to me, instead we're moving it to what is this teaching me? Here's the thing about this little caveat about moving the mind from why is this happening to instead moving it to how or what is this happening for, right? I've often said to my clients in the past, I believe that everything, um, it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. And there's a lot of different uh, mindset teachers and coaches and people who use that language, right? But I'm always asking myself, this is the part of of me that some people can find annoying in my positivity and my happiness. And that doesn't mean that I'm in denial, right? Let, let me just be really clear about that. I don't walk around with this Pollyanna-ish, like everything's fine, just pour, <coughs> just pretend like nothing bad is happening. I'm very realistic, I'm very pragmatic, it's not that. But I choose to align my mind with love and I choose, it doesn't mean, again, I feel my feelings especially since I was a kid who wasn't really allowed to feel her feelings. You know, I grew up in an environment that was not super uh, warm and fuzzy around, yeah, let's sit around and talk about our feelings, right? I came, from, I came from the household in the world of suck it up and stuff it down. And so I do not, um, I do not what's the word, recommend that for people. <laughs> I highly recommend that we do feel our feelings. So I'm not saying that I'm in denial about what things are. But I'm always asking myself, when things are arising in my life, when things are happening in the world, when big and scary things happen, you know, Mr. Rogers has this great saying, and he says, and I'm sure you've heard it before, I've talked about it before, Fred Rogers, he said, you know, when he was a little kid and scary things happened, uh, and he would look to his mom, and she would say to him, always be looking for the helpers. When big and scary things are happening in the world, look to the helpers because they're always there. And it's so comforting to know that the, I would call them the miracle workers and the workers of the love and the light, the helpers, they're always there, you know? And so I often ask myself when something bad is going on, quote unquote bad, right? Something big and scary that feels out of our control, AKA just like the coronavirus, when something like this is happening in the world, I always look at it from a perspective of, because again, my mind is trained. Again, it's not that I don't feel my feelings. I do. We'll get to that in a minute. It's just that my mind is really trained uh, in a very powerful way. This isn't me tooting my own horn. It's taken me many, 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 many years of daily, daily devotional disciplined work, right? I ask myself, what is the spiritual opportunity here? I move from the victimized thought of why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to my brothers and sisters? Why did, fill in the blank, you could fill in that with anything. Why is my kid sick? Why is my divorce, you know, why is my marriage ending? Why did so-and-so get cancer? Why did I get betrayed? You could fill in the trauma, right, with whatever thing you wanted to. But when we, um, when we have a long-time practice, I think, of spiritual practices or devotional practices or faith, um, then we're, <coughs> if you believe, as I do, that my spiritual team is always on the job, um, 
then I believe that whatever is unfolding before me, even when I don't like it, I don't understand it, it seems so bizarre or mysterious to me, I know there's something for me within it. And whether it's a lesson, a blessing, an opportunity, a teaching, so I'm always doing that. So right now, this is one of the big questions, right? I've been asking myself, you know, what is the spiritual opportunity here? And I think in a really big way, and look, let me just, the caveat here, let me say this. These are my current thoughts. These are my current thoughts. I always reserve the right to change my mind and to internally pivot. So this is how I feel right now by the time you guys hear this. So right now it is Thursday, <coughs> Thursday, March, what, 19th? Yep, Thursday, March 19th. By the time you guys hear this on the 26th, I might have a different opinion. But right now, this is what I'm kind of thinking about. I'm not even saying it's 100% true. I'm just saying, like for anybody, I'm just saying for me right now, this is kind of what I'm thinking about. So one of the things when I work with my clients is I'm always sending them what I call surprise and delights, right? Little surprises and delights, little packages. I often send them books. And one of the first books they get from me is a book from my meditation teacher, Eknatha Schwarin, called Take Your Time. It's all about slowing down. It's all about slowing down. And I was thinking about this today and I'm like, okay, what's the spiritual opportunity here? Like, what do I think is really, really going on? And I thought to myself, you know, it feels kind of like on some level that humanity, whether you want to call it mother nature, whatever, I don't believe, you know, people, it's interesting. People call these things like acts of God. I just really think that they're acts of collective consciousness, just like how I think in the political system, you know, so many people were like, and again, please, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not here to bash anybody or any particular party or anything like that. You know, but there are a lot of people who are not particularly happy about Donald Trump, right? And I always say, well, Donald Trump is a symptom. You know, Donald Trump is a symptom of a collective consciousness where enough people thought that that was a good idea. And enough people thought, think that racism is okay. And enough people think that this divisiveness that we see is like, okay. So... I just think it's kind of like the collective consciousness, the ego mind has decided some of these things. And right now there's an opportunity. It's kind of like on, on some level, humanity has created this opportunity and it's kind of like, oh, oh, you motherfuckers don't want to slow down. You don't want to take a look at what's happening. You don't want to take global warming seriously. You don't want to take all of these things, like all these things that are going on in the world, all this hatred and fear and chaos and separation and all this stuff all the bullshit that's happening, you don't want to take it seriously. Okay, here you go. Here's an opportunity. And that's how I feel about it. I feel like if we can come back to our sane minds and start to look at this collectively through a new lens, if we can move out of the fear in our mind and shift to a place of love and ask ourselves now, how can we come together? Right? This is a time I really, really, really believe that this is a time for us to sit down and ask ourselves, what have I been unable to or unwilling to or too busy to look at, deal with, talk about, sit with, or accept? Like right now, not everybody, like some people, their lives aren't super affected by this. Some people really are in that, like we're talking like financial crisis, money crisis, time crisis, being asked to slow down and look at a lot of things, right? And I'm not, I'm not um, picking on any one particular person or group of persons or anything like that. I just think each of us individually right now, it has an opportunity to say, okay, I need to take a look at how I've been living. I need to be thinking about like, have I been taking my life seriously? What, what has been really important to me? 
what has mattered to me? What have I been pri- prioritizing? Like, where the fuck has my attention been? <coughs> you know, where has my attention been? And then what have my intentions been, right? We have an opportunity, like I said, to, to really look at this, like, you know, have I been spreading myself too thin? Ha- have I been kind of living on the surface of life? Have I been kind of like just spiritually bypassing like all the insanity that's been going on? And I think we're really being asked right now, like, what is this teaching me? And it's like, man, have I been kind of living too horizontally, too broadly and shallowly? Because I think maybe right now is an opportunity. It's an invitation to really like live what I would call vertically, right? To go more deeply. I'm doing kind of this movement, you guys, you know, my align with the divine movement that I always do with my arms. This is a time to kind of be living more vertically and deeply. And, um, you know, I feel like, you know, if we don't get out of the thought process of why me, <coughs> excuse me, why is this happening to me? We're going to stay stuck and we're going to miss the lessons. We're going to miss what this is trying to teach us. And we're going to kind of miss the opportunity. And I think, you know, right now, um, you know, we're, we're being asked to have a little bit more humility. We're all being asked to um, have a little bit more humility. I think we're all being asked to have a little bit more reverence. I think we're all being asked to slow down and get real. Um, get real with ourselves and, and to get real, real with each other. And I apologize because talking keeps making me want to and need to cough. So if I pause, so I'm sorry if it feels, so I apologize if it feels a little choppy uh, and weird right now. I have to keep stopping the recording to like hack my brains out. But I just wanted to get this done for you guys because um, I really feel like right now a lot of people are so scared. I just feel like right now a lot of people are so scared. And, um, you know, and rightly so, because for some people, you know, the resources that they need, you know, to feed their kids and pay their bills and keep a roof over their head and keep their car running and how do I get gas and how do I, you know, all these things like, you know, we might have a lot of fear around external resources right now, you know, and those are the external resources like, again, food, shelter, you know, bills, money, all that stuff. And so one of the things I keep encouraging the people in my life is to remind them that we can't forget that within us, we have so many, we have so many inner resources. You know, we have within us a whole reservoir of love. And it's fascinating because one of my spiritual teachers, Swami Kripalu, uh, the word Kripalu literally means compassion. And Swami Kripalu, or Bapuji as we called him, he would always say that we are all a reservoir of love. And it's, it's amazing that we're all so thirsty. Like within us is a reservoir of love. And he asked that question, if, and why are we so thirsty? And I think, well, you know, right now we have inner resources of plenty. We have so much to offer. We have so much to give. And I know it can be like, well, I imagine it could seem a little childish or foolish or naive to be like, well, love isn't going to pay my bills, KK. But I sometimes like beg to, to differ in that I, I know the power of love. And I know that the power of love 
that there is nothing greater than love. In fact, you know, in some traditions, we would say that love is all there is. And so this is a time for us to really be relying deeply on those inner resources. And again, I'm not downplaying, I'm not downplaying the fear around these other things. But if we give into the fear and if we keep our mind aligned with the fear and the victimization and the why me, why, 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 we're not going to find the solutions. You know, like Einstein says, you know, you cannot create um, a solution to a problem with the same level of mind and the same level of consciousness that created the problem in the first place. And I know I'm butchering that a little bit, um, but uh, forgive me. Forgive me, Einstein. But, you know, it's kind of like the same thing, you know, in A Course in Miracles. Again, I'm paraphrasing. But I always remind my friends when they're struggling, and I remind myself, too, when I'm struggling, a couple of different things. Um, I always say there's a beautiful thing that, that in A Course in Miracles that basically says, again, paraphrasing, that as soon as a problem, um, you know, comes into our consciousness, as soon as, a, as soon as a problem appears to exist, an answer, a solution is already on its way. And so my job is to just be the most willing and clear um, vessel, conduit, recipient for that miracle to arrive so that then somehow I can first of all, you know, help myself because you got to put your own max oxygen mask on first. So then you can go out and like help other people. And I'm not very helpful to people if I'm holed up, um, you know, in a total place of fear all the time. If I'm caught in this web of victimization and why, why, why? And I'm not, you know, mustering up some of that internal resources, those inner resources that we can rely on, spirit, the inner teacher, intuition, God, source, goodness, love, light, all that stuff, which we have in abundance. You know, that's the thing that's going to kind of point me towards the solution, aligning myself with God instead. And again, and again, if you don't like the word God, you can always just insert the word love or the word goodness, or I always say, insert your happy word here. You know, so right now, right now, I just want to invite everybody, myself too, you know, to get wicked clear and attention and intentional about who and what we're serving right now. You know, this is a time where we have to really become spiritually strong. You know, this is the time to double down in prayer and meditation and forgiveness. Um, this is the time to, for, I always say, for apologies and check-ins and, you know, kind notes and love letters and, you know, all the ways that we can bring healing, that we can bring healing to ourselves, you know, and when we ask the question, you know, what is this teaching me? If you slow down, if you are willing to pause and maybe be really uncomfortable, like just sitting with yourself, letting your nervous system relax, because that's another thing right now, right? With all this fear, with all this fear kind of cursing through the atmosphere and the minds and the bodies, like that is not good for the immune system. So we want to be bringing our mind to this place of love, to this place of compassion, to this place of forgiveness, for this place of uh, spiritual focus and spiritual strength. Um, because we want those spiritual muscles to be really strong right now. And to be able to hold the space to be asking ourselves, what is this? right now? What is it for? What is it teaching me? What is it teaching us? You know, this isn't a time to like put our head in the sands and pretend like nothing, nothing bad is happening. We don't want to become spiritually naive. 
We don't want to have spiritual amnesia and just kind of bypass everything like la, 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 la. It's not happening, you know. But we also, I, I, you know, I often will say to people, no, this isn't about denying our feelings. We want to feel them and we want to share them with somebody that you can trust. We don't want to suck it up and stuff it down. But we also don't want to be, we also don't want to be building um, altars to our suffering to worship at. You know, this isn't the time, I always say, this isn't the time to be building altars uh, to worship our suffering at and our fear at. So what are some of the things that we can do to nourish ourselves, to nurture and nourish ourselves and nurture and nourish our immune system? One of the ways we do that is with love, is with the remembrance of God. And I often talk about the ego like this. So the ego mind is the one that, you know, is kind of churning out all this fear, all this adrenaline, all this worry, all this... Um, panic, right? <clears throat> the ego, I often say to people, is the opposite of God. God being love, right? The ego, which is fear, is the opposite of the thoughts of God. And here's something that A Course in Miracles says that I really, really love. It says, a thought that is shared grows stronger. A thought that is shared only grows stronger. So right now the question is, or an idea, that's it. An idea that is shared grows stronger. And so right now, one of the questions I keep asking myself is, what ideas, KK, are you focusing on, thinking about, and sharing with others? What am I being a vessel for right now? Am I being a conduit for fear or am I being a conduit for love? And as long as I stay out of victim mentality, like as long as I stay out of, why is this happening? And I get instead go to, what can I learn from this? You know, what, what, what or how can I be useful during this time? Like when I kind of get out of my own self, um, uh, what's well, not self-obsession, but kind of like self-focus, when you start to think about others, right? And that's why like during this time, it's like, what do I want to be a conduit for? Well, the only thing I really want to be a conduit for is love. And so that's why every morning, you guys have heard me say this a thousand times, I ask, you know, I ask my prayer simply. I mean, there's a few prayers I do, but one that I say several times a day, please have me go where you would have me go, have me do what you would have me do, have me say what you would have me say, and to whom, you know, please use me. Right now, that's all I really want to be, be to have happen is I want to be used in service to love. And as long as we're stuck in the why, 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 where we're stuck in that victim mode and we kind of pull out of it and we say, well, you know, what is here for me? And I try to remind people, you know, there's a beautiful essay. I read it the other night on Facebook. By the time you get this, it'll be like a week ago on Facebook um, by a teacher and a storyteller and um, an author that I love. Her name is Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes. She wrote a book called Women Who Run With the Wolves. It's a powerful book. She wrote an essay that was called, you know, you were made for these times. And I believe this. I mean, you know, we have been preparing, those of us especially who are in the spiritual world, like the spiritual life, and look, we're all spiritual. We are all spiritual beings. Some of us just might be more awakened or aware or already kind of applying that truth, right? We might be kind of living in that way. Like me as a spiritual mentor, like this is my work, right? Like this is what I do. So I'm a little bit more aligned to that right? But so those of us who are a little bit more, and this isn't a comp, I'm not saying like, oh my God, I'm wicked spiritual. That's not what I'm saying right here. What I'm saying is those of us who have been reading the books and doing that work and kind of on the front line of that, you know, it's our job right now 
to really like remember, oh, I was made for this time. This is when the world needs spiritual teachers and spiritual depth and spiritual genuineness and authenticity more than ever. This isn't about spirituality in this really kind of pretty way, right? This is about like real deal, true blue, um, you know, bona fide, like get down to work, like boots on the ground, rubber meets the road, spirituality. This is when we have to be really spiritually strong. This is when we empower our immune system, you know, with love and with our faith. So this is the time when we're praying, we're meditating, we're donating to others, perhaps we're helping others, you know, and something that I've always told myself, because I experienced a lot of great fear, a lot of trauma in my life. And whenever I would start to feel overwhelmed or scared, anytime where I would try to start relying on my own strength, um, I would remind myself something. I would remind myself of something from A Course in Miracles that has said, and I've always found great comfort, of course, because you know, I believe in God. <laughs> so it's comforting to me. But again, if you don't like the word God, insert the word love or goodness or whatever your word is, right? It says, God is with me. I cannot be deceived. God is with me. I cannot be deceived. And I think it's really easy in this world of where the, uh, where the ego mind is so strong that it can be really easy to become deceived and to become really afraid and to become really in scarcity and we're, you know, we're seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, we're seeing a lot of that, you know, right now. Um, so right now, so that's the question. That's the question I want you to be asking yourself. And look, and it might be too soon. You might be like, that's great, KK, but I'm not ready yet. Like, I'm not ready to shift from the why to the what. I need to stay in the why a little bit longer. <laughs> you know, of course, a miracle says you can have a grievance or you can have a miracle. You cannot have both. So in any given moment, you are serving you know, you are serving one or the other. You are either serving, you know, the ego and fear and scarcity and lack and why me, uh, victimization, or you're in service to love. And I'm not judging anybody that is still feeling, you know, scared and stuck. I'm, I'm just saying you, you, only you, you get to decide for yourself when the forgiveness is going to happen. You get to decide for yourself when you're ready to shift your mind to from, you know, the why to the what. But when you do, I want you to ask yourself that question. And, and I'm going to do a little, um, I might have already done it by the time you guys hear this, but it's a little process that I like to do with people when they are insisting in their mind that it's all bad and all is lost and it's terrible. Um, when they're ready, when they're ready, I'll invite them to say, can you think of anything positive, anything powerful, anything beautiful, anything good, whatever it is that has come from this. And in the beginning, in the beginning, when it's too soon, when it's too soon to the hurt or the wound or the scarcity or the fear or whatever the thing is, um, they, can't, they can't even imagine that there could be anything good. And I remember thinking about this, you know, from when my mother was killed. If you had asked me right away, I, I never could have named anything. I was like, what are you out of your mind? Nothing good came from my mother being murdered, you know? But now I can look back many, many, many years later and see how many gifts and it sounds awful in a way to like say that, but I don't mean it like that. And I think the people who are initiated in it know what I mean. There are so many gifts that had come from that. And so I just want to invite you guys into that question. Instead of asking, why is this happening to me? Ask yourself, what is this teaching me? Move from the why to the what. And I would love, love, love actually to hear your aha moments or your thoughts, your ideas. Um, 
I would love to hear. And again, I'm so sorry if I sniffled or coughed or it sounded a little awkward. I had to, I can't even tell you how many times I had to start and stop because I was hacking. I just apologize. Oh, here we go again. Oh my God. And we're back. I'm almost done. I almost done. I'm going to get through this. Um, so this was just like a little love letter from me to you because it's not my job right now. You know, I always say to people, I say to my clients sometimes, you know, it's not my job to please you. It's my job to serve you. And some of you might not be pleased by this episode. You know, some of you will be like, KK, you know, you're asking me not to be scared. I can't pay. I trust me. I get it. You have two self-employed people over here. I understand right now how easy it is to be afraid about money and how easy it is to go into scarcity and to go into drama. And what I do is I just stay in the present moment. And I say, right now, do I have a roof over my head? Yes. Right now, do I have food in my fridge? Yes. Right now, are my furry kids taken care of? Do they have food to eat? Yes. I take it one day at a time and I put my spiritual team on the job. And this is why I say having spiritual strength right now is so important. It's why I do the work that I do, you guys. This is why I do the work that I do. When I say we were meant for these times, you know, more than anything, I always want to remind people about the inner resources that they have within them. But if you don't have a spiritual practice, if you don't have some sort of belief system, and I'm not saying you have to believe in God, but if you don't believe in something, in goodness, in holiness, in the, if you don't believe in, again, something, love, it makes it infinitely harder to be here because we need to lean on that strength when things get a little kooky, like right now, things are a little kooky. I think we could all agree on that. People are losing their shit, you know? And I can just fear, the fear out there is palpable. So this isn't my, my job right now as a spiritual teacher is not to like buy into it all and to like meet people on the field of fear. I can listen, I can be supportive, I can be compassionate, I can be kind, I can extend help if I, if I have it within me to help. But to meet people on the level of fear of, of chaos and scarcity and all of that, the ego, I'm not going to the eagle's playground. It sounded like I just said the eagle's playground, <laughs> but I said ego. Um, you know, it's like so funny. I, I think I talk about this on a couple of the episodes and, and, you know, however you feel about this, like take it or leave it. But I always think it's so funny. Um, you know, when, when there's, you know, for a lot of, I'm not, a, I don't really necessarily, I don't identify as a Christian, even though I was a Catholic kid, but a lot of Christians, you know, have a saying like, not today, Satan. And that's how I kind of think of it. I'm like, no, the coronavirus, you know, might be here, but um, not today, Satan, man. I'm not going to use it in service to fear. I'm going to be asking myself again and again and again, what is in this for me? What is being revealed to me? What am I being asked to look at? Where am I being asked to step up? What am I being asked to let go of? What hasn't been serving? What has been distracting me? What has been taking up my time doesn't deserve to have my attention? Where do we need to be purified? What needs to die off in our own lives, right? Because right now it's like, again, this is a, I believe fully, I believe fully and I might change my mind that there's a spiritual opportunity here. And, um, and I hope that you take it. I hope that you take some time to sit down to kind of do some internal, um, internal spring cleaning, right? Today, oh yeah, today is the spring equinox. I think of the spring, first day of spring today. So today's an opportunity to say, okay, 
where have I been living really shallowly? Where have I been living really horizontally? It's time for me to go a little more vertical. It's time for me to grow a little more spiritual muscles, take some spiritual inventory and really ask myself, what am I being in service to? You know, and I might do a whole podcast about this, but you know, there's a line in The Course in Miracles that says, are you being a host, a host to God or a hostage to the ego? And I refuse to be held hostage by the coronavirus right now. And that doesn't mean that I don't take it seriously. It's not that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ignorant. But I'm, I'm not, I always say like, you know, there's a beautiful quote that I keep on my fridge next to a picture of my mother. Um, and it says, it's by Paramahansa Yogananda. And it says, whom God protects, nothing can destroy. And I believe even death holds nothing to love. You know, I really believe the power of love to heal all things. And so that's where I'm aligning my mind to. But I'm also asking myself the question, you know, what is this teaching me? And um, I'll report back maybe at a later date, you know, about like all the lessons that I'm learning through this and all the awarenesses and ahas and reflections that I'm, that I'm seeing. And I think it's an opportunity, man. I just feel like it's almost like we're getting, we're just getting this opportunity for everybody to just slow down. And like I said, it was like, what was it going to take? What was it going to take for us to sit up and pay attention? Well, I think something has got our attention right now. Let's use it. Let's use it, you guys, in service to love. And just know that I am here, that, that I love you guys. <coughs> I'm thinking about bringing back um, the Sunday spiritual because I know a lot of people can't get to church right now or they can't get to any kind of spiritual fellowship right now. I'm not sure. I know um, a lot of people who are in 12-step programs, and I just think having a safe communal space online, virtual, obviously, where people can go to be together and to be together and to have spiritual fellowship and spiritual community and spiritual companionship. And, you know, I'm going to probably do it on a donation base. You know, when we were little kids and we went to church, they would pass the basket. <laughs> you could tithe if you wanted to tithe. Um, but right now it hasn't really felt um, great. It hasn't really felt great to be promoting any of my stuff. And like all of my events for the next few months have been canceled. And, um, and um, all of my sweeties gigs have been canceled. And so, you know, I got to be smart and I got to be creative and I still want to be in service to spirit and to love and to all of you guys. And so um, I was kind of brainstorming this and a friend said to me, well, why don't you like pass the basket and do a, like a donation based thing? And that way people can give what they want. And if somebody has a little extra, they can donate. And, and so somebody else can tune in. And I thought, oh yeah, you know, that felt really good. And it just kind of reconfirmed the idea that I had already had. It was kind of like my spiritual team kind of dropping it in. So be on the lookout for that. Be paying attention for that. Um, I did them for a long time last year for like six or seven months and people really enjoyed them. Um, so I might want to bring those back too. So I'm just always trying to think of ways uh, to be in service of course, you know, that, that is uh, what I love to do. And also to be smart. I got to keep a roof over my head. You know what I mean? So this is kind of the plight of the spiritual teacher. It's like you just want to give and give and give and give and give and give. But like you can't give if you don't have a roof over your head and you don't have food on your table or clothes on your back, right? So I'm just saying. So I'm going to try and come up with some creative ideas where we can still stay connected. Um, I offered this show 
as a gift for free, like every week. And so um, that is my great delight. Um, and um, it's why I'm doing it today, even though um, my body is sick <laughs> and complaining. And so I'm going to stop now. So I don't keep having, oh, here we go. Hold on. I'm sorry about that. Okay. So that's the last I'm going to say of this. I just got to wrap this up. So just know you guys, I'd be curious to hear your takeaways. Um, people sometimes will write to me or send me messages and they let me know, like, I love this episode. This is what I learned. This is what I thought about. Some of you might disagree with me. That's okay too. I'm not coming out demanding that I'm right. Um, I'm not trying to argue with anybody or fight with anybody or anything like that. These are just come of some of my thoughts and reflections right now of how we're being invited to move from the why to the what. So you guys, please stay safe out there. Take good care of yourselves. Take good care of each other. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Try to just, um, you know, take it easy. Cut people some slack right now because a lot of people are scared. Whoever is sane at the moment, whoever is more sane at the time, you drive the bus for a little bit. Let Jesus, I would say, Jesus, drive the bus. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> but you, try to stay right-minded. Take a detour into fear. Come on back home. Take a detour into fear, recognize it, boom, come back to love again and again and again and again. How can I be a conduit of, how can I be a vessel for, how can I be in service to the divine, to love, okay? Um, I see you. I feel you guys. I really do right now. Um, we're all going through our own like new kind of like wake up call, like, oh, interesting, right? It's a very interesting time right now. So I feel you and, and I hear you and I appreciate you so much and I love you. I love you. You are not alone. Um, and just remember, anywhere you go, I say this every week. I've been saying this over a year. <laughs> Wherever you go, I've been saying it for longer than that. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite part was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>